here we are once again at our Three Gens Theology Studio. Happy to be with you today. Uh, speaking of pneumatology, once again, uh, looking at lots and lots of benefits that a believer has in um, having the Spirit with them. Uh, as soon as they're uh, saved, as soon as we believe, the Spirit comes in and does all kinds of stuff that we're going to talk about and then continues uh, that work throughout our life of faith. And so we hope to uh, encourage you today as we talk about those things to know that you have this, uh, this work in you as well as a believer in Christ. So how good it is. Uh, Jim, why don't you start us in prayer today and then you can jump All in. All right. Heavenly Father, once again we bow before you, conscious of not only the presence of the Holy Spirit, but the wisdom and the power that he provides and looking forward to sharing about him, rejoicing in the fact that we have this opportunity as your children and as those who have been made yours in a very special way by the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior. To be able to, uh, to come before those whom we love and those who've come to know us through these podcasts and share with them the rich truths of your word concerning what you are doing in our lives today. Guide us and direct us, we pray. Help us to please and, and glorify you in all that we say and do. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, imagine the, vol the following scenario. <laughs> A vacuum cleaner comes to your home vacuum with cleaner, sales cleaner salesman. The vacuum cleaner doesn't come It comes too, itself, but it usually. comes with yeah, the salesman. Yeah, it comes with the salesman. Thank you for adding that. I appreciate that. <laughs> Trying to, uh, to make this a, as an imaginative a scenario as possible. But let's assume that the salesman comes with the vacuum cleaner <laughs> and wants to make a demonstration of, uh, of the fine features of this machine. So, uh, you know, he, he's eager, he starts demonstrating various parts of it and how it works and the power of all of this. And at the same time, there's something in the back of your mind that is a question that you, you desperately want answered, and that is, how much does it cost? Well, the salesman bypasses that question and goes right on with the, uh, the demonstration of the various attachments that you can put on the vacuum cleaner. And so uh, these attachments all work very well and you're very impressed and see that it's a, a fine machine. The hours have gone on. By the way, this actually happened at our house one time. That's why it's so vivid. But uh, as the demonstration continued ad nauseum, they finally got to the place where I could ask the question again, how much will this cost? And of course, once you learn the amount, you realize that you can't afford it. We are going to be talking today about the wonderful things that we have as a result of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, about uh, amazing things that he is doing in us and all the benefits that come from that. And the exciting news is that there is no cost to you if you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior. It's absolutely free. That's right. So enjoy the demonstration yeah. today. So 
uh, this is a good one for for us to be in three generations <clears throat> because Yvonne and I, and early in our marriage, was just in in time to get the rainbow vac uh, the rainbow vac presentation, and I think it actually kind of swept through churches. Uh, much like Tupperware parties, you know, that would sweep through churches for sales. And uh, so one of the, actually the pastor before me here, he had, he they got the rainbow vac and it was just, they loved it and it was great and they had gotten the whole spiel. And I think they got a discount by giving them our name. And, <laughs> and so we got the whole spiel and that it did. There's so many benefits. It was so good, you know. And then they tell you the price. You're like, wow, no, 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 <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. So I think size too young to uh, to experience that. I don't know that we're going to have that anymore with the online shopping that happens. And yeah, I've, I've, I know that that existed. Right. I I have had salesmen come to my door and thought, yeah, that's not like a thing. Nope, not for that price. Yeah. But not have not yeah, had I mean, the rainbow. I, I think vac. we've had. I think I, rainbow vac doesn't. They they're not out doing that anymore. I don't think. But I have had some carpet cleaners. Yeah. Like oh. like. Uh, must be. I don't. Know. Anyway, I've had them come and give you give you a bottle of cleaner or something, and they want to. It's their foot in the door. Kind right. Of I want to yeah. demonstrate how yeah. it works. Yeah. Yes. I've, I've learned my lesson. I say, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a good, a good analogy for, for this because uh, there are so many benefits. And whenever there are benefits, whenever there's such a blessing mm-hmm. of some kind, you do think, all right, what's, what's the all cost? All right, what's the catch? What's the cost here, yeah. right? What's the cost? cost? And it's good. Christ took that, cro- that cost for us on the cross, and it is free to us. That's awesome. The uh, Facebook Marketplace of this deal seems too good. Yeah, <laughs> there's got to be a catch here. It's got to be fake. Got to be a catch no, no, here. not fake. It's real. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. And the freedom that we're talking about is is an incredible freedom. Uh, the The New Testament is filled with testimony about what the Holy Spirit provides for us, free. And uh, Galatians five reminds us that we're free from the law, right? As a result of what the Holy Spirit has done. Um, we are able to receive by grace the gifts that God has provided for us, and all of that work that the Spirit does in us is by His grace. Yeah. So last time we went over the fact that uh, that every believer is indwelled by the Spirit. Like when we come to know Christ as Savior, when we believe in Him, the Spirit comes in, mm-hmm. and so all of these benefits are available are either true or available right. to every believer, right? Um, I think sometimes when we think about the Spirit doing a work, we think about um, to do some great, you know, uh, preaching to thousands or, you know, some great thing. Um, but it's for, li- it's for life. It's, yes. it's for living that uh, these, these benefits are, are impactful for every believer, for every believer. And, you know, Dan, the, the, the thing that always amazes me, and we talked a little bit about this last time, is that we spend years with no spiritual life, assuming that life is all that it is apart from him. Right. But when we are born spiritually, the Holy Spirit joined to our spirit gives us a whole new life. We, we have the benefit not only of this new nature, but also the Holy Spirit who works with the new nature 
to enrich our lives, to bless our lives, to give light and, and purpose and meaning and joy right. to the lives that we have in Christ Jesus. Yeah, I mean, John 3 talks about being born again, and we, that's, a, that's a cliched thing that people talk about being born again, but it is the Spirit's work that he, he regenerates. He brings spiritual life to us, mm-hmm. and then in uh, the idea of being a new creation, uh, that, that goes on. We, we are this new life. We have this new life, new spiritual life, but then it goes on, and we actually live it, live that, yes. that life out, how good it is. Yes. Well, we're going to end up going through a bunch of scriptures today, which is great. That's what we should be doing, right? Yes. Um, and so we, we uh, have, a, I, I counted, we have a list of 23 things. Now, some of them overlap, and some of them are found in the same passages. Um, and so we may not exactly do 23, but we have a lot to list here, right? right. And yes. so as we go through them, um, we don't want to just academically say item one, item two, item three, but at the same time, we do want to go through these because how great it is that we have these benefits uh, through the Spirit. Right. Right. We don't want to miss them. Right. So let me start with Romans 8. Romans 8 has several of our of ours uh, in our list. We'll probably hit it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read verses 9 through 17. Okay. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in you. So then, brethren, we are not under obligation, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if the Spirit you are putting on, uh, you're putting to death the deeds of the body, um, you will... Um, putting, if you're putting the de- to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but ha- you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and of children, heirs also, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. In that little passage there, there are several things about the Spirit, His, His work in our lives. Um, we are given new life. Uh, mm-hmm. Just as Christ was raised from the dead, the Spirit brings new life to us. We're not under the law. Um, how great that is to be freed from that. We're not, we're not slaves to that uh, system anymore. We've been given adoption uh, as sons so that we can cry out, Abba, Father, or, or Daddy, a dearness, a, a, a nearness, a closeness to, uh, to the Father. And then uh, the, actual, the Spirit actually testifies with us that we are His child. And then if we are, we're heirs also. How good it is. Amen. And there's more. Uh, he emphasizes, Paul emphasizes here in verse 5, that those who are according to or in relation to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. That is our carnal nature, our old nature. But those who are according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Mm. 
the spiritual things that we have talked about before that uh, are on our minds are there not because we have suddenly been able to make ourselves think spiritually, but because we have the Holy Spirit in us who is teaching us what spiritual things are all about, what we are to put our mind on uh, and to dwell on as those who belong to Christ. And he who is in us, the Holy Spirit who is in us, according to verse 13, um, helps us to remember that if we are in the flesh, living according to the flesh, that is going to be a continual death experience. It's going to be as though we were living separate from God. But if we're living according to the Spirit, we are living a continual life experience. We are living with the, with the Father and with the Son on the basis of our relationship. So we with the have Holy the Spirit. Spirit in us, but we could choose not to live by the Spirit. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And that's where our, our life becomes, at best, aimless at that moment, right? When we choose not to live by that Spirit's leading. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, a, kind of a question on, on Romans 8 as we're here. Uh, verse 16 The Spirit Himself bears witness with our Spirit that we are children of God. Um, so what what does that mean? The spirit bears witness with our spirit. So I, 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 one of the things that you might be thinking, Sai, as you have experience with this, is that the Mormons have this idea of a, a warmness within them, that they know it's true because of the warmness in, in, inside them. A burning in your bosom. Is right. And, uh, and so um, that's not really what this is. There is a confirming, a confirming that I know I have believed <laughs> and I've seen the spirit lead in my life. So there is a confirmation that happens. But I have to say, we don't always feel that way. It's not like that's the proof text of whether we're saved or not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it is true that as we have this relationship with the Spirit and as we follow Him, we do sense His leading in our life. But it's not all, it's not like Oh, if I don't sense it today, I've lost it. You know, right. um, it's so there is a a confirming work uh, that the Spirit does in us, um, but I wouldn't say that it is. It's not. It's not an essential of salvation. It's not. It's not a essential truth of yours. Uh, every moment of every day, but it is a truth. Hmm. I, that's that's how I would answer that. Jim, what would you say further than that? The, what I would add to that is, and by the way, the Quakers also have a, a view like this um, yeah. about the inner light that comes from the Spirit that helps them to know that they are uh, God's children. The thing that that is so essential goes to uh, Romans chapter 12, where we're told that we... Uh, have to have our minds renewed. Uh, there's, there's a new way of us looking at things, understanding things. In Romans chapter 6, we're told that we're supposed to reckon ourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Now that word reckon is interesting. It really has the idea of uh, considering yourself to be, mm -hmm. of, of uh, it assessing something to be true. Mm -hmm. And so count it to be true 
that you are dead to sin and alive to God. In a similar way, when we read the truth that we have been adopted, that we belong to Christ Jesus, that we have life through faith in him, we reckon those things to be true. We count them to be true. It becomes part of our understanding as well as our belief system. And so the result of that is that whether or not we feel anything, the truth is there. We take the truth mentally, and with all of our heart, we believe that this is true because it has been promised to us by God himself. We reckon it, count it to be true. That sounds very um, um, a decision of the will, and it, it does involve that, right? Mm-hmm. But the Spirit does a work in us to confirm that message. Absolutely. Right? To confirm that message. And so um, there is, a, there is a, spirit, a Spirit-indwelled work there that helps us to be able to, with our will, reckon that so. Mm-hmm. And so there's a... Uh, a joined work there of the Spirit leading in that way, confirming it, and us choosing to consider those things true. If you look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we find in verse 14, Mm -hmm. but a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually appraised, spiritually discerned. He who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he would instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. This is again the work of the Holy Spirit within us, spiritually discerning, spiritually appraising truth and reckoning it to be so on the basis of the Holy Spirit's gift of this kind of wisdom and knowledge. Yeah, so it is, I think that's why believers sometimes get uh, caught up in some of these sounding good teachings that aren't quite right because they there's a truth in them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, but then it's pushed too far mm-hmm. that that the way you feel about it confirms the truth. Well, no, the way we feel about it doesn't confirm anything. <laughs> you know, uh, The way we feel about it comes and goes. Uh, right. And so I think that's an important uh, distinction. But you can recognize that the Spirit does confirm in us um, that we have believed, that Christ is real, that forgiveness is true. Um, but we can, uh, as Jim was saying, we can... Ch- choose not to follow that mm-hmm. even though we shouldn't so does that help yeah good 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 question yeah that's right another thing that we find in romans chapter 8 which again emphasizes the the closeness of the work of the holy spirit with us mm-hmm. uh, and and this is what we've got to realize from all of this is that We don't have, at some little point inside of us, the Holy Spirit dwelling there and occasionally coming out and and knocking on the door of our 
heart and mind. The Holy Spirit is working in us in a, in a full and a rich way. To, even to the point where in verse 26 it says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And then, interestingly enough, after we see that the Holy Spirit is taking the things that we really don't know how to pray effectively and bringing them to the Father, it goes on to say, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So there's a de definite connection between God working all things in our lives together for that which is best and the work of the Holy Spirit in helping us even when we don't know how to pray properly. There's comfort in both of those verses uh, separately that the Spirit would intercede for us uh, and that all things work together for good. But right. we, we typically don't view them together, mm -hmm. right? We, right. <laughs> we see them as separate good things, Yes. but they're actually there together, working together. I do love that. Um, I, I've always thought about that when I don't have words, when, it's some, when a hurt or a concern is so deep that I don't have words for it, that the Spirit intercedes for me. But the way the verse reads is that the Spirit prays mm -hmm. with in ways that are groanings that words can't. So it, again, that closeness that that my hurt or my burden uh, is felt just as deeply by the Spirit, and he, he's groaning as well in that prayer. Um, yes. And if the Spirit can't have words for it, that's a pretty deep. Uh, a pretty deep uh, prayer yes. before the Father. Yeah. And then it is teamed with the verse 28 there that all things work together uh, for good. Right. So it's a, that's a special passage of, of the, the, the concern mm -hmm. that the Spirit has for us, which I don't think we often put that on the Spirit, right? We see that Jesus loves us, <laughs> God so loved us, but uh, that's one of those passages that you can see the Spirit's concern for us is, is great. Yes. There's a, another passage I'd like to have us look at, and that's James chapter 4. This, again, is one thing that we don't normally think of in regard to the Holy Spirit, but it's very important. Um, in James chapter 4, verse 5, he writes this, Or do you think that the Scripture speaks to no purpose, he jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us, but he gives us greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. There is a jealousy of God related to the Holy Spirit's being in us. Um, a jealousy that, that is God's prerogative. We think of jealousy as being something bad. We think of it as something, you know, we shouldn't be jealous of other and people. And typically we shouldn't be. And we shouldn't be. As right. humans, we, do we it, have a tendency we do to do it all the time, yes. Mm -hmm. But God's jealousy is different than that. 
You might imagine it this way. If you, if you think about the fact that God is perfect in all of his ways and that God desired enough to give us life through the death of his son, that he has the prerogative, since our lives now belong to him, to feel that everything about us should belong to him. That means that it's not just the reality that he's made us his sons or he's made us his children, but there's a reality that we as, as good parents are exceeded by God in desiring the very best yeah, I was going to use that example too. Children. That we see that we're so, we're so uh, there, there's weird words there, that we're so proud, um, we're so uh, c- c- happily content when we see our kids doing well. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, and there's such a, um, uh, it's an extension of us. It, it is our heart. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's just, <clears throat> there's, there's uh, much there that you can compare. And then I can't give the spirit to my ch- children, you know what I mean? Right. So I don't have that ability. And I have imperfection in me, in my desires. And so it's, it's even, so I think if you get that connection of parent-child, you begin to see this, but you only begin to see this because yes. his his desire is pure and higher and uh, better resource and and all those things. You know, absolutely. Uh, so how how good that that passage is for sure. And, and if you think of the parent-child situation, what parent, when they find out that their child has a a friend, a companion, who is always encouraging them mm. to go in an evil way, in a bad way, is, is, is uh, encouraging them to do things that are perhaps dangerous to your child, but maybe even illegal. How would a parent not want to sit that child down, and if possible, that friend, and say, this is not going to continue? This is, I do not want my child being drawn away in any way by your influence. Mm -hmm. I want to see you change your life, but if you won't, you will have no more relationship with my child. That is the kind of jealousy only magnified, as you said, incredibly, that God has toward those who are his own children. And the Holy Spirit is one who magnifies that within us by doing that which is necessary Mm -hmm to keep us walking with him and in so doing walking with God. If we are set apart by the Holy Spirit, what does that mean? What does it mean for the Holy Spirit to to set us apart? There are several passages in Scripture that talk about that. 1 Corinthians 6, 11, 2 Thessalonians 2, 13, 1 Peter 1, 2. What does it mean? It must be important if this many passages tell us about that. So the more modern translations would say sanctified, but it is the idea of set apart, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, and so that's, that's my, that's my child. That's, that's the one I'm, I want to work with him or her. Right. 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 Um, and so there's that specialness to set apart. Uh, whenever you see the word sanctified, you do certainly think of, of a holiness yep. uh, that's there. Yep. And so there's a difference in how that person lives. There's a, there desi- there's a desire for there to be a perfection in how they live. Yes. <laughs> they yes. live differently. They live differently from how the world lives. <laughs> um, and so that's what the Spirit's desire in us would be. It, and and, it and fits, ongoing work. It fits perfectly with, God, with the command that we have to be holy as God is holy. Mm-hmm. If that is what God's desire is, then he wants to set us apart from the way other people live, other people think, he wants us to live lives that are holy and separated to him, which is a, a beautiful thing, and it's so right. wonderful. So the First Corinthians passage there, um, it talks about us being um, set apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do not be deceived, neither fornicators or idolaters or adulterers or effeminate or homosexuals or thieves or covetous or drunkards or revilers or swindlers. Quite a list here will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord and in the Spirit of God. And so verses 6 through 11, 9 through 11 there are saying, uh, the world lives this way, others live this way, but you, you are set apart to live differently. Yes. And then as you go down to verse 19, verse 19 is the one where it says, don't you know you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? Uh, and uh, And so there is this, uh, connection between living righteously and understanding that the Spirit is with us all the time. Yes. Right? Uh, yes. And so not only does He work on us that way, but our own awareness that He is with us uh, should cause a difference in how we live because we, we are dragging the Spirit along mm-hmm. <laughs> into whatever, into we, whatever do. we do. Yeah. Right? Um, and I say dragging right, right, rightfully because... Uh, it wouldn't be his desire to be involved in any of the former list. Uh, yes. But sometimes we invest him, we, we involve him in, the, in that by being right. into sin ourselves. If, uh, if we were to follow that thought a little bit further and go to Galatians, we find that the Holy Spirit helps us, much as we saw in Romans 8, that the Holy Spirit helps us to be in, to be victorious over the flesh, over our carnal nature, over mm-hmm. the old us that uh, is not prone to go toward God, but prone to go away from God. The Holy Spirit helps us to be victorious over that aspect of us. Uh, but I say, uh, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, and also the gifts of the spirit are evident, and they are completely opposite from each other. The things that relate to the flesh are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, disputes, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, quite a list. 
But the things that are the fruit of the Spirit are joy, peace, love, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and all of those are the things that we desire to have. Those are the things that are the characteristic of our Savior, and, and we want to be sure that our character is characteristic of His, and the Holy Spirit enables us to do that. So in that one passage, we're free from the law, but then also it shows us how we can actually live differently from uh, the sinful, uh, sinful past, sin sinful temptations. Uh, mm -hmm. And so both, we're not, we're not under the law, but we're kind of freed to live righteously, right? It's, it's an interesting combination of both freed and empowered. Right. You know, freed and empowered to it, so... And a tendency that we have is to create a kind of legal system for ourselves. If, if I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this, I will be fine. I'll be all right. But the problem with that is that my set of standards compared with God's set of standards is completely inadequate. Mm -hmm. There's no way that these standards, even if they're drawn from Old Testament law, that those, that set of standards, my just trying to live according to those, is going to make me successful spiritually. The only way I'm successful spiritually is if the Spirit of God is at work in me, producing in me those things that are spiritual, that are spiritually discerned, that are spiritually alive and fresh and working in me. That's a tremendous distinction, isn't there, mm -hmm. between the works of the law, trying my best to do my best, and the works and the, the gifts of the Spirit and the work that He does in us. They're, they're very different. Right. We have uh, we've covered a lot of these uh, by looking at those different passages, for sure. Um, I love the uh, Ephesians 6, where it has the armor of God, mm. um, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, yeah. which is the Word of God, which is a funny combo. You don't think about the Word um, being connected to the Spirit necessarily, but it is. It's the sword of the Spirit because the Spirit uses the Word. And is the author of the And the, the author word. of the Word. Right. Uh, and then with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And so at the end of the armor of God, the idea of praying... Uh, in the spirit uh, as we consider all of the armor uh, that, that uh, is there. So the spiritual uh, work of using the, using the word for our defense and for sharing his truth, both offense and defense, as you think about armor mm -hmm. there, offense and defense is what Amen. the spirit is doing for us. So. And walking by means of the Spirit is emphasized in so many of these mm -hmm. passage, we, passages we've looked at. And the concept of walking is, is one of, of ordering your steps. Ordering your steps. How are you going to order your steps during the day? And the concept of that is very simply this. If I choose to do what I choose, and that is in violation of what God chooses, I am not ordering my steps in the way of the Lord, I'm ordering my steps away from the Lord. 
And that's not the way we're supposed to walk. We're supposed to walk in the way that the Lord chooses by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we follow him as his word gives us what his will is. And that obedience then gives us the joy and the freedom and the peace that we have as we walk day by day, even in, even in very trying times. Mm. Uh, Ephesians 1 is a beautiful promise uh, in him. You also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel is to your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. And so that's a, a, great, um, it's a, a great promise. The Holy Spirit being in us is a, is a guarantee of ongoing eternal life. That's right. Um, but that is a great promise to us that as soon as we believe, we are sealed by the Spirit. And it's really kind of a beautiful picture, isn't it? Yeah. When you think of it, the, the king in olden days, if he wanted to make something permanent, if he wanted to make something a law, he would use his seal, and that seal would be pressed upon the wax. And the result of that would be that anyone looking at that document would know, or anyone looking at that object that had been sealed would know it belongs to the king. Don't touch. Don't try to change it. It's, it's the king's. And in the same way, the Holy Spirit serves as the, the signet ring, seal of the Father saying, "We, you belong to me. Uh, Romans 5.5, 5, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. I love that. Uh, again, we, in the... Um, Romans 8 section, we see the dearness of the Spirit. Here we see the love of the Father, but he does it. He accomplishes that great love that he pours out in our life through the work of the Spirit. And Amen. so there's a, a closeness Amen. that the Spirit accomplishes in, his, in the concern that the Father has for us. Well, we have so many more that we could bring out, but I think our time has yeah. run away from us, hasn't it? <laughs> well, I was thinking we might be close to getting done with the list, but it keeps going. Well, we're, gonna, so, we're going to actually add a few more next time. Yeah. But I think also there's, there's a, a very important issue that we're going to have to talk about, and that is what are some of the things that we can do to hinder the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And that'll be part of our discussion next time because we not only need to know what the Spirit is doing and will do and would do in us, but we also need to be aware of those things that we, we could do and often do yeah. to prevent the Spirit from giving and empowering us in the way he would. So you can see that several of these, uh, several of these are just given to us. They're just given to us. And other ones are available to us if we mm -hmm. choose to live in the Spirit, right? right. Walk in the Spirit. Amen. Uh, and so the, we'll continue this list next time, I guess. <laughs> uh, there's so many. I just want to keep talking about them. Uh, <laughs> Me but too. I'll, so good. I'll include these these in the in the show notes, um, this whole list in the show good. notes. So Great. that uh, if you are following along and you want to put verses with, with them, uh, then you can, you can do that. Right, um, that would be great. So there you go. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining with us. Um, live with confidence that if you are a believer in Christ, the Spirit is in you uh, and uh, has given so many blessings and have many blessings available to you by His, by his leadership, by His uh, empowering, 
um, and uh, his confirmation. So, so many things that are so great in there. So thanks for joining with us today. Uh, let's go out and use uh, the sword of the Spirit to live in the Spirit and uh, honor, honor the Lord that way. So have a great week. We'll see you next time.